listener production. Car Sales acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. I'd really love to own an electric vehicle, but every time I've gone to look, they're just so expensive. Everything just feels a little too out of reach at the moment. When you can't afford the product, it's hard to get involved. Yeah, they might seem out of reach to many, but electric vehicles are becoming more popular as the selection opens up and more affordable options hit the market. Hi, I'm Erin Mullen and welcome to Everything You Auto Know, an educational series about everything you ought to know about cars. Here to demystify the elusive electric vehicle is Nadine Armstrong, host of the electric vehicle podcast, What's Under the Bonnet, and she's the consumer editor at Car Sales. Nadine, great to see you. Great to meet you over a podcast. I want to talk about, it's such a buzz topic. Well, it has been for a few years now, but there's so much misinformation when it comes to electric vehicles. My first question, is it worth the investment? The answer is yes, Erin. It's absolutely worth the investment. I think the one thing that people are struggling with is that, you know, the price is still a little bit prohibitive. So that's why people are saying, is it really worth it? So if you're not ready to fork out sort of somewhere around 50 grand, you're probably going to struggle to get a decent EV right now. The environmental aspect is appealing to a lot of people. Why are they better for the environment? I think the one thing that we've come to measure quite easily is tailpipe emissions. And obviously there are zero emissions. So when we hear people talk about zero emissions, we're talking about there are no CO2 emissions coming out of a tailpipe of an electric vehicle. So yes, people are looking more broadly now around the whole sort of environmental footprint of manufacturers as a whole. And you'll start to see people reporting more in in that regard as well, but they are much better for the environment. You mentioned price around that 50 grand mark. What, what is the kind of high end and that's obviously your entry point around about? Yeah, so we see people like MG and BYD are bringing the most affordable EVs at the moment and that's sort of tipping around forty dollars to $45,000 in plus some on-road costs. And then we're seeing other manufacturers like Porsche, for example, and you can pay, you know, up to three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 for an EV if, if you want the top of the pops. So that's quite a big spread at the moment and there's not quite enough product in the, in the middle yet. As demand increases, the prices will come down. As supply increases, the prices will come down. So, but it, but it is a tricky one for now. You've sort of got you know, a few at that really affordable area and they might not be the most aspirational vehicles, but we will get there. <laughs> what about if you're a rev head, you know, you head to Bathurst every year, you, you love a bit of horsepower. Performance in electric vehicles, I, I think sometimes there's this misconception that they can't go as fast or as hard, oh obviously, God, within the legal limits. Yes, I'm so sick of hearing this. <laughs> and these are the people that have never, ever been behind the wheel of an EV before that are still you know, talking this, this kind <laughs> of stuff. So the talk that you get, that instant power that you get in an electric vehicle is something few people have ever experienced. It's it's so powerful and it's so fast. And we're getting vehicles doing, you know, as fast as a supercar will do from 0 to 100. Like, you know, they're inc- incredibly fast, you know, 2.5 seconds from 0 to 100. But also they're dynamically fun. Like they they are fun and they're fast and they look cool. And so they've got a lot of things going for them. So anyone that's sort of still questioning whether or not they can be fun and fast just needs to get behind the wheel of one. Nadine, what are some of the features of an electric vehicle that you don't get in a traditional car? 
The thing that really appeals to people for an electric vehicle, they, they are just packed with tech. So you've got all the safety features and all the driver assist like the ABS and automatic parking and that kind of thing. But they're really clever in terms of, you know, if you want to pipe a different sound into your car, obviously they don't have their own soundtrack. You can make it sound like a V8 if you want to. The things like we were talking about, you know, being able to track your fuel economy in real time, looking at how your driving style is, you know, the tech people really love having that screen up that shows you, you know, what kind of energy you're using at the moment and how tips on how you can be more frugal with your battery. So they really, really are embracing the the technology in the vehicle. It's sort of, you know, that really is what's differentiating a lot of the EVs going forward. Um, they're, they're fun to drive, but a lot of people are loving the technology in them. Cost to charge. Yes. What does it cost to charge generally? So, if you're using a public charging station, they'll cost anywhere from sort of 40 to 60 cents per kilowatt hour. And if you're charging at home, you could get down to as low as 15 cents. So, if you think about you've got a battery that's 60 kilowatt hour capacity, if you're charging around 30 cents, that's only $12 to go from zero to 100%, you know, full battery, um, you know, compared to what, what are we paying for? premium unlet at the moment, like I think I saw $2.10 the other day. If you think about the sort of the, the value and the cost equation in regards to that, if you're doing a long commute all the time, you know, filling up with, a, you know, $150 in your tank every 10 days, that's that's a lot of money compared to what could be potentially somewhere between sort of 12 to $40 to, to charge your EV. Yeah, it's a significant difference. I hosted an event this year for a New South Wales building company, and they were talking about how their kind of peak body had been lobbying the government for more charging stations at apartments. And I think New South Wales is potentially leading the way in this space, um, ahead of an election, of course. I think they've, they've made some promises, <laughs> yes. which always helps. But even at our workplace here at World Square, where I'm based for radio, there's, I think, eight or, or 12 bays that are just for EVs. And you're starting to see these charging stations more and more, which is only a good thing, I guess, because that's something that I guess makes people a little bit reluctant if they don't think they'll be able to find charges or do it easily. We're seeing a lot of innovation in that space, which I think is great because obviously there's, there's money to be made. People are trying to think about the best way to facilitate if you don't have off-street parking or, or putting them in great destination charging spots or collaborating with petrol stations to put in charging infrastructure at petrol stations where people are, are commonly going anyway. So we're seeing some creativity there, which is great. What about longer trips? So, you know, Sydney to Canberra, I do quite regularly to visit my parents or if you're looking at something even longer, driving up to Queensland for the holidays. How long do you get out of one charge and what happens if you run out? Do you call like the NRMA or the RACQ or is it something different with an EV? I think the one thing that EVs are sort of putting a slight dampen on is that spontaneity. So you do have to plan <laughs> things. But, you know, I don't know how many people would do, drive a long trip at the drop of a hat. You know, you really do have to plan. But, you know, the cars are pretty clever. So you pop in your sat-nav where you need to go and it will tell you whether or not you're going to make it in one charge. And it will also steer you to a charging destination on your way. So if you pop in Sydney to Canberra, if you don't have enough charge, it will tell you where the charging stations are on the way, how long even that you'll need to top up, you know, to make your full distance. But some people I've been talking to actually say, you know what, it's actually, it's not that bad. I did a trip, you know, someone was saying they drove from Melbourne to Adelaide and had the best trip he's had because he actually stopped two times, you know, enjoyed the towns on the way, supported little local communities, you know, stopped for like 10 minutes to, you know, top up. So it's just a, a bit of a mind shift change. It's sort of, you know, changed the way we do things. 
what just generally, how long does a does a full charge get you? Like, is it kilometres or an hour or just? I can't even think of any idea of of how long that would be. If you're at a one of the really fast charges, you could get a hundred kilometres back in your in your tank essentially in about you know ten or fifteen minutes. Oh wow, okay. But the the slower ones, you might it might take an hour to get fifty kilometres. It's it really depends on the strength of the charger that you're using. But again, when you get on the apps or when you you know pop it in your sat nav, it will tell you, okay, you're going to go through Williamstown and there's two public chargers here but they're only seven kilowatt hour ones or you've got a rapid charger here. So you can plan that as well. What about batteries if they die, say, and you have to replace them? Are are they more expensive in an EV? At the moment, um, because that's another one thing that sort of people are saying, oh, what about the battery? A lot of manufacturers, new cars, the batteries are getting a longer warranty than the car itself at the moment. So, you know, some of them you might have a, say, five-year unlimited kilometre warranty on the car and the battery is getting an eight-year warranty. And as we talked about a second ago, again, people are not keeping their cars for that long either. So I I feel like that, am I going to have to replace my battery conversation is a little bit of a, a, not a nonsense, but it's not something people need to worry about. What are the cons because I can tell you're a big fan of EVs, <laughs> but, but surely there's got to be some downsides. Yeah, I think probably the, the price at the moment, that's that's the one thing that still is a bit of a barrier for people, you know, particularly if we're looking at to get younger generations into these zero emissions vehicles. You know, 40 or 50 grand is just it's not what they can afford and it's certainly not what your parents are going to buy you as your first car. And if you look at the Australian market, you know, we're mad for SUVs, we are mad for dual cab utes. So we really need to get that kind of product to Australia as well just to give us the cars we want to buy and an EV at the same time. Nadine, that's been incredible. Thank you and and a lot of uh, great information there for our listeners. So thank you so much for your time today. You are most welcome. Thanks, Erin. Like Nadine said, if it's low ongoing costs you're after in a car, then perhaps an electric vehicle is for you. On the next episode of Everything You Auto Know, we ask the question, what do safety ratings actually mean anyway? With the CEO of ANCAP, Carla Hulweg. So what ANCAP's doing is setting a really high bar for manufacturers to say, well, we know you can deliver this level of safety. We think this is what consumers want and deserve. That's next time. This podcast is a listener production hosted by me, Erin Molan, and made in partnership with Car Sales. Executive producer is Todd Stevens, producer is Kelsey Menzies, and audio by Kelly Fulston. Listener.